Hey there, I'm Tatsu. And I'm Jeff. And this is Button Downs and Basketball Shorts. Where we buck the fear-based narrative and explore topics in a fun and unique way. All in service of personal growth. Welcome to Button Downs and Basketball Shorts. I am your co-host Tatsu. And I'm Jeff. Uh, today, before we start, what you got on, Jeff? I got a little uh, stripes. What do we call this? Bronze and Carolina blue, since I'm in Carolina. It's no longer baby blue, it's Carolina blue. And I got some gray basketball shorts today. What about you? Nice, nice. I'm I'm going all black today. Shout out to the all blacks rugby team. Black button down, black shorts. No socks. Go. No socks today. All right. So rugby and French. I like it. <laughs> no offense to all the French fans out there. Nope. Disclaimer. Nope. Disclaimer. That's right. Islanders don't wear socks often either. It's all about the beach wear. Man, that's so that's some funky feet. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> dry, dry fit socks are a thing for a reason. And one of Jeff's biggest pet peeves is sand between the toes. I'm not a fan of sand for that reason, man. <laughs> Beat if a week later, where'd the sand come from? <laughs> Never fails. I was just actually cleaning out this wagon as we go into a tangent right away for my daughter's softball stuff because we got too much stuff to take. So now we got to get this big four by four wagon. Sure enough, what's in this wagon? Sand. <laughs> that thing hasn't been to a beach in like a year. How do we have sand in this thing? Never fails. Sounds like a sounds like a pattern that you've noticed. Perhaps a context to shift one of these days. Yeah, not today though. I'll hold on to that. <laughs> Wrong. Not a fan of sand. <laughs> All right. What topic we we have today? Well, aside from sand, um, we're talking about dreams. Yeah. So Big dreams, topic. man. Big topic. Or small, depending on the size of your dreams. Right. Size does not matter when it comes to dreams. <laughs> no disclaimer needed. It actually does matter when it comes to dreams. <laughs> oh, I like it. I like it. Tattoo's extra cagey. Must be the socks. <laughs> <laughs> my feet are free my feet are uh, free man. free to dream free to dream <laughs> so what about what about your relationship to dreaming what comes to mind when you think of dreams so much man i mean there's a like literal, like when you're sleeping, what is your subconscious doing and what are you dreaming? And I've always had crazy vivid dreams. You know this. I'm very out loud with meatballs chasing me and mm -hmm. roadrunners chasing me. A lot of people chasing me in my dreams. Mm -hmm. um, but also like, like being a dreamer, right? Like, and I've been a dreamer without knowing I was a dreamer since I was a kid. I always wanted to play pro sports. And then always wanted uh, like a big house and always wanted uh, to buy my mom a yacht and always wanted these big, big aspirations and dreams way bigger than 
you know, let's just say like I should be thinking or a more conventional way. I've always wanted uh, big things and, and, and big life and big impact and big dreams. Um, so yeah, like my relationship with dreaming is always be a dreamer, um, which is hilarious because the other side of my coin is very logical and, you know, methodical in, a, you know, in that sense, sequential, right? Um, so it's funny, like two sides, like part of me is probably like some kind of Venice hippie, uh, musician. And the other part of me is probably like, a an accountant from Iowa with a 15 minute commute to and from work. So it's very like <laughs> practical, a matter of fact, and then it was like dreaming with no inhibitions or anything my way. Mm. That's awesome, man. Part of it's liberated. The other part is enslaved. Yeah. Well, no, or maybe that part is just keeping that dreamer like in the ballpark of humanity. Um, but I, I love it. I mean, I love, I love dreaming. I think everything I've done is based upon a, a dream. Um, and a lot of times like I'll just go. Mm. Um, and sometimes stuff like kicking me, like slow down or this is too much, but I'm like, no, no, figure it out. You know? Um, just cause I love saying yes. And then figuring out after, um, and even through my kids stuff, it's like, yeah, we'll do that. Or they'll do that. We'll figure it out later. Um, but I love invoking that. I love asking, you know, what'd you learn, you know, and kind of going down that rabbit hole of imagination. Mm. It's fun. Mm. Um, what about you? Dreams. Dreams of one yeah. day not wearing socks with a all black attire. Well, I'm I'm done then, man. I've already yep. reached the pinnacle. Yep. Tyson <laughs> on the cake from this point on. I know. I need I need a new one. I need a new dream. Um yeah, man. It's I think my dreams were always when I when I look back, it was it was capped by my own parents' dreams. That was the ceiling. So whatever, whatever they were going after, that's what I thought was my potential, like whether I was very aware of it or not, you know, so my dad, you know, chemical engineer, government work, government employee, now he's living off his pension, all that, like that was, oh, if I can just do a little bit more than him, right? Mm. Um, but, you know, I, I really didn't know, like, as a child, I wanted to, to be a ninja when I grew up. Or I wanted to be a cop. <laughs> I wore in socks. I mean, that's part ninja, right? I am wearing all black. <laughs> yeah, man. It's it was uh yeah, but that was all from like fantasy, right? That was all part of the imagination. But you know, parents would ask me that, and I'm like, oh yeah, I want to be a cop. Nope, too dangerous, right? Squashed. Um, I remember a time and, and some of my friends know about this stories. I had amassed a collection of like all kinds of stickers, like all kinds of like superhero stickers, like robot stickers, some scratch and sniff ones from Japan, from, from the U S um, the puffy ones, the, 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 the shiny ones, like Corvette, you know, logo type ones, like all kinds. Right. And one day I just kind of cut them all out and started writing prices on the back of each one 
from like one cent to 25 cent. The most expensive ones were 25 cent. I don't know how the hell I valued them, um, but I did. And I, I, I gathered all of them, like a big old pile, and I put them on a Frisbee, went outside. I think I was like seven years old, maybe six or seven years old. Went outside, all the kids are out in the neighborhood just playing, and I'm, I used to go out and sell them. I sold every single one, right? And then I had all this change, and I, I go back into, into the apartment. We were living in an apartment at the time in LA, and I dumped all the change on uh, the bedroom floor, on the carpet, and I'm counting them. I'm counting how much money, right? And then my sister walks in, and she's like, where'd you get that money? And I said, oh, I sold, my, I sold all the stickers. She's like, who'd you sell them to? Oh, to all the all, all my friends. Mom, he's out there. He sold all his friends' stickers. My mom comes in and she's like mad. She's like, what are you doing? Like, you don't sell anything to your friends. If they're your friends, you give it to them. Go give them their money back. Right? And that was like traumatizing to me. I started crying. And partially like, that was like a, okay, I'm not supposed to dream. I'm not supposed to be inspired. And what I did was wrong, even though it felt good and, and all that, right? I was happy. Neighborhood kids were happy. What did I do wrong? Go out there, I'm all crying. And they're like, no, it's okay. I keep them. I'm like, no, my mom said I have to give back my money. So here, take my money. And then I felt like, okay, now I'm, I have no money and no more stickers, right? <laughs> So like, even from that little thing, it was like, don't dream, don't dream because it's wrong was mm -hmm. kind of the message that I took, you know, and it took a long time, decades to like process that and, and like switch that way of thinking. So now I think dreaming is such a huge part of my life. It's so important. And it's a shame that a lot of people don't, or we don't know how to. And I understand why, at least for, you know, some reasons why, but man, to hold back our own potential because of lack of either courage or creativity, imagination or support or whatever it is like, it's, it's a, it's a tragedy, man. It's a tragedy. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, I'm, I'm curious, what do you think? Like, when do you think most people stop dreaming? I mean, seven's a little early, I would imagine. Um, but when do you think most people are like, will let go of dreaming and kind of fall, fall in line with where society says they should be? My, my understanding is that up till around the age of seven, eight-ish, we're like sponges where we just absorb, 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 and we're, we're pretty free-willed in a sense where we just express um, whenever, what we, whatever we want. And then after that, we start really thinking and started getting like really self-conscious. So I think that might be early on. It might be a time when we start to like, we're very worried about what other people think or if we're going to get rejected or whatever the case may be, which eventually I think uh, impacts our ability to dream too. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think early on, I think pre-teens pre is when it starts. 
What about you? Yeah, I mean, I think for me, it was a little different. I, like if someone told me not to do something, that just made me want to do it more. Mm. And again, with sports, it just was like, I don't know if ignorance was bliss or I just wanted to like fuck the system or be a contrarian. I'm not really sure where that came from necessarily, but mm. I was always there. I do remember like being more self-conscious and like what I wore or what I said. I definitely remember seeing that. I've seen it with my kids, like Jacob's five. He's still free willing, like go with the flow guy. Sammy's nine, definitely more aware. Mm-hmm. And she allows herself to be silly in certain areas and certain areas she doesn't. Mm-hmm. And then Jordan is seven, but he's like a 55 year old, seven year old. Like he's always a little bit of like an older soul. Um, but very much still like, like willing to dream. They're all still willing to dream. It's just how they want to put it on loudspeaker and like fully dream, but I can definitely see like five to nine, the big difference. Mm. Um, yeah, I'd probably like somewhere around eight, nine, ten. Um, yeah, middle school for sure. Um, I think, you know, the teachers you have, the coaches you have, Mm-hmm. Um, other than your parents, um, play a big role. Your friends probably play a big role. Oh yeah. Um, and there's a lot of like jealousy and like ego involved. So, you know, I'm sure friends will try to knock each other down. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think, and then even like in the work, work situation, like just cause you're working doesn't mean you can't dream also, but I see people like letting go of those dreams. Mm. Um, and sometimes it gets rekindled like you, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, all right, well, I can reinvent this thing. I can choose to dream again and reposition how I'm relating to this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then opened up a whole bunch of stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think people's context and family, both parents and extended and then friend circle or high influence TV shows, movies, or high influence of like, you know, maybe it's how I'm in high school now, I gotta get good grades because these grades count for college. Maybe it's mm-hmm. like, hey, in college, I gotta get all this knowledge so I can get a good job. Maybe it's the job, I gotta toe the line and focus here so I can work my way up the ladder. Um, you know, I don't know. I mean, I think it's changing a little bit. Like entrepreneurship has become a lot more popular and you know, this new generation sort of just questioned a lot more, um, maybe wanting more experiences versus material things. Um, but yeah, I definitely think it's an issue as we grow up and, and just like anything else, it's like, if the more we talk about it, the more we can adapt according to what we want, not what we think we should be like. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, I remember growing up, like my mom would always say, yeah, you could, you could do whatever you put your mind to, you can do it. Right. And nothing against my mom, love her to death. Of course, she just didn't like, she wasn't modeling that for me. Right. You know, she, she was modeling herself, but to say that you can do whatever you want and then for her not to do things that she actually wants and like have some kind of excuse or reason. Right. It, 
that was part of what I was talking about in the beginning. Also, like that's my cap, that's my ceiling, right? But if I had, you know, if I was like paying much more clo uh, closer attention to some of the people that I admired, or if I had like more mentors who who thought bigger, who were dreamers, then my my cap wouldn't be my ceiling wouldn't be where it was, right? So it's like. I mean, I realize this way later in life, right? But like, it really comes down to just me and taking the responsibility to be the best version of myself based on not what society thinks, but what I truly want, what I feel deep down inside. Like what, what do I, what is my highest potential and how do I move towards it? And don't, and I don't, and not worry about what other people are doing. You know, as long as I'm doing that, at least the people like my nieces and nephews, you know, at least the people around me can see the process that I'm going through. Yep. Right. And it's not about like achieving things ne per se necessarily. It's the process that they could learn to adopt as far as a mindset goes. And then whatever, however far they go, then they can go. But I didn't see, I didn't see that process for my parents. You know, it was like, I mean, they had so much to, to be concerned with like being immigrants and all um but it it makes an imp it di did impact me mm. on my ability to dream and where what my dream was you know and like even like america america land of the dreams right dream big here um my dad was a big dreamer my, both of them were for them to come here but yet in retirement it's it started to get kind of safe and stagnant you know? Um, so it's like, once you retire, then it's over. Like you're done, you're good, you know? And that's kind of how they, they were. And I'm like, what happened? Like it must've taken a ton of energy, a ton of drive to get here. Where did all that energy and drive go? You can't, you don't just lose that fire. <laughs> well, you can push it down. Yeah. And you can bury it inside of you. Yeah. You know, it's the like other side of responsibility, you know? Mm -hmm. And, you know, you've heard this and I've heard this a bunch and you know, joy comes from the pursuit of a worthwhile dream. Mm. Mm -hmm. The pursuit and you said the process, right? Mm -hmm. And the bigger the dream, the bigger the pursuit. Yeah. And I think a lot of people want like the car, the house, the family, the picket fence or the nomad life and the traveling and then they get it. And then they wonder why like they're not fulfilled because mm -hmm. they didn't actually like pay attention to the most important part, which mm -hmm. is the process. Mm. It's not the thing, it's the pursuit to create the thing or the goal or the dream or the lifestyle. You know, every successful person says that was the happiest they've been. Mm -hmm. And it might not have felt like that necessarily in the moment when they look back, that was the fondest part when they were building whatever they were building. Mm -hmm. And sure, there's fun experiences after, but they really cherish and remember the hunt and the, the drive to get that thing. And mm -hmm. it's sad when people like are afraid. I feel like, I feel like people sometimes don't value themselves enough to allow themselves to dream. Mm. 
Like they looked at it as like only they can dream. I can't. Mm -hmm. Right. For various reasons, right? Maybe I have children. Maybe I grew up in poverty. Maybe um, I'm a minority in the class system or the race system, right? Where it's like, no, dreaming is the only thing that's free. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that is available to everybody. Mm -hmm. At any, at any time in their life. No doubt. No, not, there's no age, no age limit. There's no weight maximum or minimum. There's no height maximum or minimum. It's mm -hmm. free. Mm -hmm. And you know, what you do with it, it's up to you. And there might be obstacles and challenges that are unique to all of us. Mm -hmm. But the actual dream part is available for everybody. Right. You know, I love uh, one of my favorite all-time books is The Alchemist. And uh, in the book, they, they mentioned how, like, the calling. He's always following his calling through his whole journey. And I think it was like, you'll, you'll hear the call, like, twice. But, but when you ignore the second time, then it's lost forever or something, something to that effect. Right. And I'm like, man, that is so like powerful. You know, it's like, basically, if you don't answer the call in your heart, then your soul's going to die yeah. and you give up. <laughs> well, and how many people do we know that are doing that at least in their professional lives? Mm-hmm. It's not that they don't make a good living. It's not that they don't necessarily like hate their job, but they don't love the job. And it's not fulfilling them in pursuit of a dream. It's a responsible thing or, or even in relationships, right? He mm -hmm. or she's not, not that bad. <laughs> good Lord, man. It's not like a sub sandwich in relationships, <laughs> right? It's like the person you're doing life with. You know, it's, it's not a cold cut combo here. Like this is more than a 20 minute average sub. Um, yeah. And for me, like it, it, like it hurts, man. Watching people go through life, like struggling and wishing that they, you know, were living a different way. And I get all the like, legitimate circumstances, mm -hmm. but I think it all starts with the dream. You can't overcome the circumstances without a big old reason why. Mm -hmm. And look, the dream doesn't have to be anything like, you know, Mother Teresa like. Mm -hmm. It could be like have an extra hundred dollars to buy organic produce or mm -hmm. go on a date night once a month. Like it doesn't have to be anything big. You can start super small. And I feel like Again, people, it's either so far out of reach, like I want to own an island or something. Right. But like it, the dream could be really where you're at. And then over time, you make that dream a reality and you pursue that, then you can keep going. And all of a sudden that, that big dream of felt out of reach is now in reach because you allowed yourself to be in the process of, you know, a worthwhile dream. Right. 100% agree because that that's how our our dreams were chiseled away slowly by saying by hearing no you know multiple times a day no you can't have that ice cream oh what does that mean no you can't sell stickers to your friends what does that mean right 
And then eventually it's like, you know, I'm 40 something years old now or whatever. And it's like, oh, but I want to get there. I'm running out of time now. So I have to do this quantum leap to get to start dreaming again. It doesn't work that way. You got to like baby steps. Yeah. And all of a sudden, at some point, things click. Yeah. But that's kind of tied to another topic of faith that we've already had before. But uh, yeah, man. So what about some practices? What do you think um, would help our listeners to start dreaming again if they if they haven't or how to dream even bigger? I mean, I think depending on how they relate to dreams, it could be just write like your top five dreams. It could even be like something on a smaller scale and work up to something bigger or bigger and work up to something backwards or smaller. Write down five things that like, if you had a magical genie and you got some wishes, what would be on that? And just get present to those things. You know, we can't, can't create the life we want without knowing what we want in that life. And Say that again for the listeners. That's, that's gold right there. We can't have life we want without knowing what we want in our life. And I think I might have mixed that up because don't ever ask me to repeat what I'm saying. Because that's <laughs> it, it just goes one way. It doesn't come back. Um, but, you know, again, getting really present to what we want. You know, I feel like if you don't know what you want, you're going to succeed. And that's going to have an ambiguous life. So writing down maybe your top five dreams. And then again, like with everything that we do here, like, all right, cool. We got those five things. What are some actions that are going to support you in moving those forward? What are some people or things that are going to hold you accountable? And then can you make those dreams visible, right? Is it, is it a, a new car? Is it a new apartment or a new house or a new wardrobe? or being able to take vacations or whatever the thing is, right? You can start with something simple, but that symbolizes something, right? You going on vacations when you never took them symbolizes a lifestyle switch. It's not about the vacation. Mm. It's about, wow, you've actually acquired some freedom of time to do that now. Mm. Awesome, you probably had to shift some things. So that's just the start. You're writing down those five things and make sure you're present to those. That's what I would take home. What about for you? Nice. What do you think? I love it, man. I think um, get around, get around some dreamers. Start talking, have conversations about dreaming. Like, what if? How can I? How can I make this happen? Wouldn't that be cool if we did this? You know, just get, just start practicing to to talk as a dreamer. Um, and it takes a lot of people. You're not going to do it alone. And why would you want to do it alone? It's not. It's not as fun. Um, so find them, find them. If, if they're not dreamers, then you don't have that conversation with them, but there are, there are tons of dreamers out there that are looking for you who want to have these types of conversations like Jeff and I. So if you don't know any other dreamers, hit us up. There you go, man. We're always down to have these conversations. I like it. I got a bonus one. Yes. Let's hear it. 30 days. Can't say no. Oh, damn. <laughs> Gotta say yes. Gotta say yes. 
it's yes day, 30 days in a row. Um, it'll open up a lot of things that you wouldn't allow yourself before. So for the mm. courageous, get extra bonus points. 30 days, can't say no. I like it, man. Cool. Awesome. Awesome, man. Well, where the, where the people contact us if they want to give us some feedback, reach out, give us some topics, where do they find us? Find us on all our social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, um, jeffmillercoaching.com. Um, message us directly. Uh, let us know. Um, you can always listen to us on our streaming platforms, all of the above. And um, yeah, let's engage. Send us, send us feedback. Um, we, we love to engage. We just don't, it's not as fun just talking to ourselves, although we enjoy this very much, but we're, we're here to, to build community as well. So. I love it. I love it. Awesome. Well, always a pleasure until the next time we combine button downs and basketball shorts. <laughs> Have an awesome, awesome rest of your week and uh, enjoy the sockless dreams. <laughs> Likewise, my brother. Thank you for checking out this episode of Button Downs and Basketball Shorts. And if you got some value today, please subscribe and share. And we'll see you on the next one.